Welcome to EDI on BIV. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor at Business in Vancouver, and we're broadcasting today from the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Chantal Krish is back on the show. She's joined me before as a co-host, but this is her first time joining in her new role. She is CEO of the Kids Safe Project Society, and she's also on the board of the newly launched initiative that we're going to be talking about today. Chantal, great to have you back. It's good to see you. Good to be here. Joining us are the co-founders of Matern. We have Jen Murtaugh, an award-winning C-suite leader who has successfully led and raised millions for national campaigns, and she has advanced gender equity through her work with a variety of women's organizations. And we also have Sonia Bicogli Foley. She has more than 15 years of experience in nonprofit and public and private organizations, and has always been drawn towards impact-driven work that genuinely makes a difference in the lives of others. Welcome, Sonia. Welcome, Jen. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having us, Haley and Chantel. So we're here to talk today about Matern, and I'm taking a line here from the website. It says Matern was created to shift the narrative and support systems around maternity leave in Canada. And Jen, why don't I start with you and Sonia, feel free to jump in as well. But I'd love to know what is the current narrative and what are the current support systems like? And then we can get into a little bit of what you're trying to change. Yeah, so great question. Uh, In terms of the support systems that are in place for self-identifying women who are taking maternity leaves, it really differs from organization to organization. You know, a lot of organizations will say, we support, you know, our women 100%, we give top up. Uh, And that's just part of the equation, the financial equation. There's much more that is needed to support women because of the motherhood penalty and how women disproportionately feel the impacts of their career being stalled as a result of taking time off to have a baby. Uh, And so, you know, that's really why Matern was created to support women, not just in the transition back to work, um, but from the moment they know they're expecting, whether they're a birthing mother or a non-birthing mother, right up until that crucial transition back to work. So in terms of the supports, Obviously, we know that there's paid maternity leave in Canada and organizations have additional supports. But in most of our research, you know, out of the hundreds of women that we spoke to, most of them felt very unsupported. Uh, And recent research would show that, you know, over 95% of women said they felt unsupported uh, during their maternity leave. So there's a big, there's a lot of room for improvement in the maternity leave journey. Wow. And Sonia, to follow up on that, I mean, do you have any insight or research that suggests or explains why women do not feel confident in this maternity journey? And is there any connection to some of the narratives that maybe exist or stigmas that exist in the corporate world around taking maternity leave? Yeah, I think, um, you know, through our research, we learned that uh, women are feeling very unsupported during this time. So, um, you know, we as a society, really glorify the, the pregnancy stage and don't really talk about what happens when that baby arrives and how that actually impacts a person's ability and confidence to return back to work. And so, you know, I think there's, um, we've come a long ways in some ways, and in some ways we're really stuck in our old ways. And I think, 
you know, as you know, when we compare ourselves to a country like the United States, obviously we are much more progressive and, you know, we have, it's been 21 years since the federal government extended maternity leave from six months to 12 months. And then subsequently in 2017, it was again extended from 12 months to 18 months. And what that has created is choice, right, for parents. And that choice can sometimes translate to a business, you know, change or interruption and one that can, you know, take up to a year and a half. And, you know, I'll also say that I think a lot of organizations are trying to, um, they're trying their best. I think they're trying to support mothers and parents in, in, in general. Um, but I think also some organizations, you know, the corporate attitude is that they're, it, this is an inconvenience. And that is partly rooted in societal attitudes that penalizes mothers for having babies right? Um, what Jen said, the motherhood penalty, um, unlike fathers who have the fatherhood bonus, which sees men's earnings increase as a result of having a baby. Um, and so, you know, I think it's really important to um, understand those societal um, narratives and the societal um, roots of why we believe this is an inconvenience. And it's part of that is because we haven't created the support systems to bridge that gap. Um, and so, you know, that was a huge inspiration for, for building and developing Matern. Thank you so much. And um, as Haley kindly shared that I am uh, involved with this. So full disclosure, I'm a huge supporter, but also as someone that just finished her second maternity leave, I, I completely um, I completely understand how important it is for a program like this to be out there and also how it must be tailored in a way that really supports women. And so I know that that is what you've done through your research and, and through your gathering and through your own lived experience as well, which is wonderful. I want to take a moment to talk about the organizational side of things and the business side of things. Um, this podcast is about EDI, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so Jen, I'll start with you. Um, why is it important for organizations to embrace the direction that you and Sonia are are advocating for and and are creating a pathway towards um, in this current environment that we're in with so much discussion on EDI? Yeah, well, Matern offers a really a concrete tool for organizations to be able to advance women, uh, this pause significantly impacts how a woman feels about her career. And there was a national longitudinal study done from 1979 to 2012, which showed that the woman's transition to motherhood, specifically the birth of her first child, is the most important point in determining their future work patterns. And so this is a, a part of gender equity, inclusion and diversity that's going largely underaddressed in the whole scheme of conversations. In fact, you know, Sonia and I have attended so many women's leadership conferences over our careers, and I can't remember one time where we focused on maternity leave and what's the, what this does to a woman in terms of 
her feelings around her ability to keep advancing her career. So this is a really a concrete tool for organizations to support women during that time. And I think if we want to see more women in the leadership pipeline, um, in C-suite positions, on boards, this is a time which women need the most support. It's a pivotal year. And for the most part, women have just been left to figure it out on their own. And I've talked to so many women, you know, throughout my career, but also in our research and leading up to this program. And so many women self-selected out during this time because they felt unsupported, not because they wanted to stay at home full-time with their children. Even that is, a, even though that's a very respect, respectable thing to do. And so we believe that if, if women felt more supported by their organizations, they would choose to stay. And then we would see, we would start to see more women advancing in leadership. So this is, you know, one piece of a much broader conversation, but a very important piece to focus on. And yeah, I would just add to that you know, this is not a new problem. This is a historical problem that has been around forever. And this is one important way to move the needle in the equity space. Absolutely. I think um, that sums it up really well. Uh, and, you know, one, I was recently speaking to an expert or a researcher on gender diversity and gender inclusion. And one of the things that we talked about was how, her name is Dr. Sarah Kaplan based out of the University of Toronto. And one of the things that we talked about is that that role in organizations that we've seen emerge over the last year, which is the, diver- the, the EDI chief officer or the vice president of equity and inclusion and how the, all of the gaps kind of fall on that role to fill. And that's a really disempowering place to launch this kind of work. And so my question, and I'll start with you, Sonia, um, is, is how does Matern work with employers, work with people managers to be able to build this understanding and awareness of how this is a historic problem and why, where it's coming from and what the experiences are for women, and then move beyond that to creating equitable, inclusive cultures through the program that you're offering? Yeah, such a good question, Chantal. And I think Early on, when we started speaking with organizations, they were very much interested in Matern and the Matern to Lead program, but they were also really interested in um, how people leaders and organizations can also be um, better equipped to support and navigate this maternity leave journey. Because, you know, the, the truth is, is that we, we, like Jen said, we don't talk about how to support mothers during this maternity leave journey. And so, we actually um, developed a um, matern management workshop for people leaders to really build more capacity and knowledge around maternal bias. What's the motherhood penalty? How to navigate maternity leave journey? Because we can't just expect people to know how to navigate this um, really important and pivotal time in a person's life. And so it really... And and to add to that, I think we can't just put the onus on mothers. It needs to, everyone needs to do their part here and recognize that when we don't support mothers, we are missing out in society. We are missing out in our economy, in our communities. Everyone is impacted. And so what I always say is, you know, supporting mothers truly does have a beautiful ripple effect um, on society and in our economy. And so 
the, it really is so important to have both the maternity leave program as well as tools um, to be able to equip organizations and leaders um, so that they can better navigate and support this time. And as a result, I truly believe that everyone will come out of it better. Without giving away the entire workshop on this show, Sonia, can you walk us through some of the, the major steps that a team or an organization will need to consider and go through to tackle bias in this area? Because on this show, we talk a lot about bias, be it in recruitment, hiring, within a culture, and it's never really an easy fix. So what's a bit of an overview of some steps organizations should start taking to even identify that there might be a bias on this front? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. So, you know, it's really important to actually just like talk about the current reality, right? Instead of just like, here's what you should do and what not to do. We really start with talking about the current context. What's the reality? What's the data? And what's the lived experience of mothers in this country right now? And so that really um, is there to build that awareness and empathy and compassion for what it's like to be a working parent, what it's like to be a mother in today's society. Um, because, you know, frankly said, our, our systems currently are not compatible for the working mother. And so it's really important to lay out the facts and the context. Um, and then we go through a um, number of scenarios. So it's a very interactive workshop because we believe that, you know, when you engage people and you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, you can better learn and perhaps gain some compassion and empathy around what that person's lived experience might look like, just a snippet of it, right? And then... Um, you know, we also bring it back to um, like very practical um, tools and tips on like what not to say, what to say, right? So like very simple things that you might overlook, like, oh, have a great year off, right? That's an assumption that every person will take a whole year uh, of maternity leave when actually some people don't want to take a year off. Maybe they just want to take three months, six months, however long. And so it's really, um, it's really about putting your assumptions aside, checking your bias and um, coming to it from a very curious place and supportive place that gives the, the mother the, the power to make it her maternity leave, right? Like how do they want to transition to maternity leave? How do they want to transition back? How connected do they want to be? And so it's really a comprehensive way to make sure that it's not, you know, the week before the person's going on maternity leave, figuring out a transition plan, a communication plan, how connected does the person want to be when they're on maternity leave? And, you know, really making sure that this is the, this is their maternity leave and that um, the, the supervisor is equally invested in making sure that that leave is what um, the employee wants. Jen, anything to add to that? I think, you know, we all hold maternal bias. I, I'm a mother of two. And I can tell you when I've been in hiring positions, I've been looking across me and being like, oh, she just got married a year ago. 
Oh, probably going to want to have kids. Oh, do I want to her and another person? Like, honestly, I can admit I have thought about those things as a mother of two. Like I hold maternal bias. We all do. And we all hold assumptions. So I think like unconscious bias, the very first thing we want to do is just start to check some of those assumptions and notice our own biases that we're, we are holding uh, about, you know, mothers in the workplace. And to that point, Jen, my question for you is maybe are there, uh, is there data or research we can turn to? Are there new narratives we can use to replace the narratives that have existed and frame it not as, oh, as sort of as Sonia put, someone's taking a year off and they may or may not come back or they may or may not be a drain on the team, et cetera, and frame it in a way that's not only more empowering for the employees, but actually frames this as a potential long-term investment in a team and a win for the organization over the longer term? Well, you know, the female quotient in the United States uh, co-conducted a a study called the Reframing Motherhood Study. Uh, And the Reframing Motherhood Study showed that mothers offered even more value to their employers as a result of becoming mothers in terms of the leadership skills they develop while on maternity leave. And yet, so many women, you know, think, first of all, usually it's an apology. Oh, sorry, I'm pregnant. Oh, I know the timing's not ideal. And then when they're coming back, they're often trying to mitigate what that maternal bias is by working harder, by trying to do more, by rebuilding their social capital, their presence. Uh, and, you know, that can lead to a lot of overwhelm and burnout as you're, as you're managing through, uh, you know, dropping a child off at daycare and, and everything that goes back with that transition. And so I think there are, you know, some things that organizations can do to address that. And it starts by, you know, just starting to recognize that. And that's why organizations are choosing to implement the workshop just to be able, just like so many of us have gone through unconscious bias training, like you have to start somewhere. Sometimes one thing can change everything, Uh, you know, and as part of our workshop, we also provide a 10 page uh, best practices manual for organizations um, that give them some ideas about some things they might not have thought of specifically. Uh, And so there's, you know, there's so many ways that we can support mothers in a more concrete way. And these are just a few tools uh, that organizations can use, but it really starts with you know, them seeing that this is, again, how Sonia pointed to a historic problem. And it's even amplified more now because of the pandemic. Uh, And obviously, all the research out there over the last two years about how mothers have been disproportionately affected during the pandemic. So this is a, you know, really easy way to attract and retain women in your organization by saying, we care about you, we can see that this is difficult. And here's one thing that we can do to support you in a meaningful way. That sounds great. <laughs> I'm so excited about this initiative and I, I've seen some wonderful updates and news coming out of Matern through your through your social media. And, and I thought maybe we have a few more, a moment for a few more questions. Um, if maybe Jen, I can start with you on this one. If you had anything to share uh, that any exciting news or any new organizations that might have come on board that you might be able to share and talk about what that looks like and what it means moving forward. Yeah, well, one of our founding partners uh, is SAP Canada. 
And so SAP is a global technology firm. They're one of the, I believe, one of the top five biggest uh, company, technology companies in Canada. And when we first came to them uh, to talk about Matern, they just immediately got it. They're an incredibly progressive organization who have really invested uh, specifically in being a very, um, you know, a workplace that welcomes uh, women specifically and have invested a lot in that and have won just about every employer award under the sun. But uh, they have uh, come on board as our founding partner and uh, they are, you know, intentionally um, making this program available to any woman transitioning from maternity leave who chooses to, uh, to take the program. Uh, Van City are also a partner of ours and they will be piloting the program internally. And we've spoken to many more organizations who are either building it into their 2022 budgets or are starting the conversations internally about you know, why this is such an important program and, and why now more than ever. And I think you know the pandemic has also helped us normalize the online learning space. You know, I think if, uh, you know, we launched this program two years ago, a lot of people would have been like, what do you mean virtual calls? <laughs> and so that, that's really normalized. And it's and it's a way to connect mothers that feel isolated during this time. So, yeah. Anything more to add there, Sonia? No, I think that covers it really well. We have a couple more quick questions. And one issue that I wanted to raise is the idea of paternity leave, because I feel as though sometimes it's something we don't talk about enough when we're talking about maternity leave. Sonia, what are your thoughts on how the corporate world is embracing or not embracing paternity leave and how that part of it fits into supporting mothers in their careers? Thanks, Haley. Yeah, so um, I think we've come, we're, we're slowly starting to see more and more fathers taking parental leave. And part of that is because of the federal government's, you know, new rules. Um, but I think there's still a lot of um, stigma around fathers taking paternity leave and that there's a lot of work that needs to be done there to, um, you know, really be able to build an equitable society. We need to remove that stigma and make it just as normal for fathers to take parental leave. I don't think we're there yet. Um, however, places like Quebec, um, you know, they um, instituted it in 2006, their paternity leave, and statistics show that approximately 93% um, take paternity leave. And, you know, the rest of Canada is, is a bit behind. Um, so I think there's a lot of work to be done there. However, um, having said that, we uh, developed Matern um, because there is no fatherhood penalty, right? We are focusing on the motherhood penalty and creating the motherhood opportunity. Um, and so, you know, we really do believe that there is space for um a paternity leave uh, program as well. That would obviously complement the larger picture here. Um, however, right now our focus is on the maternity leave experience. That's great. I mean, I know it's hard. There's so many 
surrounding issues around this piece. And on this podcast, we learn about a lot of them relating to equity, diversity, and inclusion. But it is a good reminder that we do need to hone in on, on ones that are specific so that we can create concrete tools to advance change and to build greater inclusion in society. Um, I'd like to end this final question, and, and I will start with Jen and then Sonia move to you to add anything. Um, just a, a little bit about where people can go to find information and, and what, what the next few months looks like in terms of getting the program off the ground. Yeah, so matern.com, M-A-T-U-R-N. We're also on just about every social media platform at Matern Canada, (laughs) as you need to be. Uh, And so the program officially launches October the 25th. That's when we will be opening our doors. We currently have a pretty extensive wait list for women who are looking at self-funding the program. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we are talking more and more to organizations every week. And so if organizations are interested in learning more, they can book a call directly with us at matern.com just at the bottom of our page homepage, uh, and women can learn more uh, self-identifying women can learn more about if they are pregnant or if they are expecting a baby uh, and this is a program that they think will support them uh, we encourage them to check out our website to learn more Fantastic. Jen, Sonia, thank you both so much for taking the time to come on our show and talk about Matern. It sounds like a great initiative. Thank you so much, Chantel and Haley, for taking the time to speak with us and to learn more about Matern. Joining us today. Our pleasure. Thank you both very much for joining us. We are joined today by Sonia Bacogli-Foley and Jen Murata, the co-founders of Matern. And back on the show is a co-host, Chantel Krish. I'm Haley Wooden executive editor of business in Vancouver. And this has been EDI on BIV. Thank you so much for joining us. We publish new episodes of this show every Tuesday. So you're welcome to visit our page biv.com slash audio or through your favorite podcasting app to get updates for every time we publish a new show. We recorded this episode a little bit ahead of October 25th. As you heard, Matern officially launched on that date. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with a new episode next week. 